If you would walk into your friendly neighborhood Sephorum shop and inquire from the manager as to please show me the most transformative published works of Jewish literature in our entire glorious past. He probably would show you a set of Mishnayis, Gemara, right? A set of Shas, definitely. A set of Rambam, maybe, and his Yad HaChazaka. Perhaps the Mishneh Brura from the great Chafetz Chaim. And maybe, who could forget? A set of Shulchan Aruch from the great Rabbi Yosef Cairo. These are sets, just to name a few, that have had such a strong impact on the way we live, even in modern times as Jewish people. They are the principal and foundational works of our lives. And there's a very interesting common denominator that all of these works have. It's that they're all on a quest to summarize, clarify, and deliver to the common folk all of the concepts of that topic. Much work has been put in to solidifying the Talmud, a gathering together of all of the sages and clarifying and bringing and writing it and organizing it and, and publishing it for anyone to learn all of Torah Shabal Peh. Most definitely in Rabbeinu HaGadol's Mishnayis, the same could be said. A clarifying and organizing and delivering of all of the oral law. When it comes to Shulchan Aruch, there was a lot of different halachos. There was different halachos for Svardim, for Ashkenazim. There were so many different great Paiskim, and it became unclear which halachos and which gedolim to follow. So the great Rabbi Yosef Cairo wrote the Shulchan Aruch. He actually first initially authored the Beis Yosef and then further summarized it, organized it, and then gave it to us so we know how to live as Jewish people. And the theme here is that the works given to the layman to further clarify what a Jew's avoida is seem to be more successful, more widely accepted than even some of the greatest most in-depth, high-end Sephardim authored for that brilliant mind and those scholars looking to get into every single jot and tittle, those are successful at times, but the greatest works deliver a breath of knowledge in an organized and very much clarified fashion. And really, the Gemara in Makos already points to Amoyroim trying to summarize all of Torah into single words. There were different prophets that said, I can summarize the Torah and establish it in just a couple phrases, in but seven, and three, and even one, in that Sadik Be'amunasa Yechia, that a righteous person lives with his faith. The entire Torah can be organized and summarized in that single phrase. And to kick off this week's idea, it seems like even the Torah itself gave us an organized and very much clarifying single statement for what we should be doing. Perak Vav, Pasuk Yedzayin, here we go, Parshas Ve'eschanan. Shomar Tishmarun es mitzvah Hashem alekechem ve'edaisav. You shall surely observe the commandments of Hashem, your God, and His testimonies. 
and his decrees that he commanded you. Verse 18, And you shall do what is upright and good in the eyes of Hashem. So it will be good for you. And you shall come and possess the good land that Hashem swore to your forefathers. And Rashi and Ramban, in their legendary comments here, they tell us that this is the mitzvah, the commandment as we are taught in the Gemara and Bava Metziah, that lift nim mishures hadim, to act in above the letter of the law. Ramban further expounds on this idea but it means to do what's right in the eyes of Hashem, that it's not possible for the Torah to deliver every single scenario and tell you how to act. The Torah will tell us that you should act and look with a good eye upon your friend. But the Torah, it would not be possible to go into each sugya, each topic, and say, oh, and if your friend should not be nice to you and steal your crayons, then you should make sure to overlook it. And let your friend have your crayons or to steal them back, whatever it should tell us to do. It can't go into every single instance. So, v'asisa, you shall do. Hayashar, that which is straight, v'hatov, and that which is good. And this is the clarion call of the Jewish people. The Gemara further tells us there are actually specific scenarios. And like a Dina de Bar Metzra, in which case, in laws of real estate, if it's better for one person over the other and there's a certain way that it can work out for both, certain basic would obligate a person to do above the letter of the law. Another example, if one should loan money to someone and they have no money to pay back, but then you're obligated to take their land to repay this, if eventually you're person who's indebted to you, finds the money for it, you should give him back the land, sell it to him, and take his money. Va'asisa, hayosher, v'hatov, do what is straight, what is good. Act like a mensch. And think about what the Torah wants from you, and that is the straight and good path. Now, I remember it was about a couple of years ago when I traveled to a certain community for a celebration. It was a simcha going on. I believe it was a bar mitzvah. It's a beautiful shul. And I always enjoy to look at the different design of the shul. You can kind of tell based on even the chairs and the layout and the sepharim shelves and the design of the parochas and the aron akoidesh, exactly what the feel of the shul is. If it's an older crowd, a younger crowd, a crowd more involved in Eretz Yisrael, a crowd more involved in Torah study, a crowd more involved in different focuses of, of chesed and kindness, and you can always feel it based on the layout and design of the shul. And so there I was, standing in the shul, looking at the different tapestry of the Aron Kaidesh and the shul's layout, and I looked up to the Aron Kaidesh and I saw that above their Aron Kaidesh they had the words, Va'asisa, and you shall do, Hayashar, that which is straight, Ve'hatoiv, and good, on top of their Aron Kaidesh. And I thought, how fitting, what a beautiful pasuk. But then, I came across a piece from Rabbi Rucham Levovitz here that made me now think twice about it. Says Rabbi Rucham, a really eye-opening piece. That yes, there are these words that are so important for a Jew to do what is straight and what is right. However, there are two more words of the Pesach that if left out will make the first three words totally 
pointless. Says Rabbi Yerucham that throughout our history as Jewish people, there has been much ebbs and flows in morality. Different mitzvahs have come into question from the other nations trying to keep us from doing the mitzvahs, keeping us from learning Torah in the streets, telling us that doing bris milah is a barbaric act and it's destroying the human body, telling us that the laws of Shemitah actually at times, it's a good thing to do to let the, ran, the land rest every seven years. And some farms have even taken on the Jewish practice and they actually found benefit in this mitzvah. And says Rabbi Yerucham, that if we're to follow the guidelines of our own minds or that of the other nations about which mitzvot makes sense, what is proper and what is straight, well, who's to argue when they say that brismila, the circumcision, is a barbaric act? Says Rabbi Yerucham, that's exactly why. This is the reason. And these are the words that should be remembered. Va'asisa, you shall do. Hayashar, v'hatov, that which is straight and that which is good. Be'ene Hashem. In the eyes of God. Kalal Yisrael lives a life. This is a religion and this is a lifestyle of trying to do what is befitting and special and straight and good in the eyes of the creator of the world. For throughout time, that which is good has changed its definition quite frequently. Society and its way of thinking its mode of what's accepted and what's not changes every couple of years. Who can't forget the most aristocratic and upper class nation of the world turning into murderers when the beautiful and accepting country of Germany changed their thinking that the Jewish people needed to be eradicated. They turned into monsters. At times, America authored laws about prohibiting alcohol or any sort of marrying same genders. And now, obviously, those laws, they change as needed. But here we are cautioned and here we are told that it is not our Yoshar and Tov that we should be following. That definition is subject to change. But it is what is straight and what is good in the eyes of the Almighty. Be'enei Hashem. These that never change. These that you should put on to fill in never change. And these that we do a brismila, they are immutable testimonies and laws and precepts that don't change and will never change. We are prohibited to add to them, to subtract from them. This creates for us a certain steadiness because... Things do change so quickly as to what's accepted and what's not. But all we do is revert back to our holy Torah and see, well, what does Hashem want from me here? And truthfully, there's a key word here. And that word is yashras, is straightness. And all the time throughout the Gemara, you'll find examples of the Amorim asking, what is the straight path for a person to find? You'll find Sfarim titled, The Sefer Hayashar, when in fact the Gemara tells us actually the Sefer Devarim Deuteronomy can be called the Book of Straightness, the Sefer Hayashar. Yashras and Sfarah and thought in Gemara is always what we're trying to accomplish. What is the plan that is the most true, the most trusted, the most clear, the most Yashar, the most straight? 
And in all the gray areas of our lives, we always go back to the Sefer Hayashar, the book of Torah, the Almighty's laws and precepts. Again, not the humankind's definition of straightness and goodness, because how can it be a definition if it's subject to change? But no, the divine Yashras, to do what is straight in the eyes of Hashem, that which really corresponds to what our own human nature is, to the goodness of what your friends want, to that which is good and that which corresponds to the life that the Klal Yisrael will have peace and tranquility on the land of Eretz Yisrael, and we won't be booted from it. So really, this line is a reminder, perhaps even a piece of rebuke, that do what is straight and what is good in the eyes of Hashem. Not what is good in your own eyes. But that which is straight. And when King Solomon in Koheles, Zion Chavtes, tells us to what human beings were actually created, in which mode of thinking was their initial steps, Truthfully, we were all created as straight, moving, following the line, attacking one goal, following the precepts of the Torah. But why does a person go astray? It is only because he has made so many calculations that has brought him off of the path of straightness and goodness. But truthfully, we were created straight. Created to do what is right. It's something that we know in our bones. So tshuva just means coming back to doing what is straight. Without much time to elaborate on the topic, Shabbos rapidly approaching. But if you think about your life and how many decisions you have to make and the gray area in which you don't exactly have clarity from what the Torah asks of you, you should remind yourself. You should say, what is the yoshar and tov path. What is the straight and good path? But not in my own eyes. What is the straight and good path? Be'enei Hashem in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What will bring joy and nachas ruach to the creator of the world? Sometimes it can be hard to keep track with different amendments and laws, what's allowed and what's not. But as Jewish people, we can find comfort and clarity Remembering that no matter what the question is, no matter the uncertainty, you open up a Chumash, you open up a Gemara, you go to your Rebbe, you think for a second, what is a straight path? What is the good path? What is Va'asisa Hayashar Vehatoiv Be'ene Hashem? Those two ending words there bring meaning, significance, and clarity to the entire sentence. Let us do what is straight and what is good. Truthfully straight and truthfully good in the eyes of Hashem.